Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Hope Ellen for Behind the Gloves, now with Dylan Chima. I feel like this is becoming a regular. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It is, I think, uh, it's always good to be on, to be honest. A lot of the banter, a lot of the humour, a lot of the chat. It's always, always good to have a bit of fun in fight week as well when it's probably a serious... I say it's a, it should be a serious week, I'm laughing, but it, it is a serious week in all seriousness. You know, we're getting down to business on Saturday, but it's good just to switch off and, and have fun. You're probably laughing because, yeah, it's serious business, but you're probably buzzing to get back out there and to have your fight. I am. I am. Do you know what? It's been like I had I had such a busy, like, first half of the year and I went on holiday and had some fun. And then I come back into training. It was like, I was like, oh, OK, I've got the hunger back. I've got that that second win for the second half of the year. I want to go again. And we weren't sure where the date was. Like, look, when we last spoke, I was saying, oh, I've got a potential date coming up, but I can't announce it. And I wasn't sure when. And it was only a couple of weeks ago when when they um, boxed or announced that I, was, that I made it onto, onto this monster card that I was like, right, okay, now it's let's turn it up a little bit more and let's really hone in and, and focus that little bit more. You know, it's always different when you're training and you haven't got a date. But as soon as you get that date, everything changes. Your whole mindset changes. Um, and you just switch on a bit more, I guess. So two weeks, is that how long you've known about this opponent? No, no, no. We, we've probably known for a bit longer than that. I was going to um, say, that's quite it, quick. It, 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 it took a minute. It took a minute to, you know, for it to get announced and get confirmed, you know. Obviously, with the bill being Ricky Hatton, top of the bill, um, being sort of, I think they're billing it as like a separate show, but two shows on one night. Um, I obviously, me being part of the Tasha Jonas bill, Headlock Tasha Jones headlining card. So there's a bit of time constraint on the show already. So I weren't sure if I was make it on, but I got I'm on. I'm happy to be up in Manchester. It's gonna be a great night. I know it is, it's gonna be it's always like, you know, I've watched Ricky Hatton and, and been a part of Tasha Jones's show, like seen them previously. It's gonna be different when you're fighting on it. It's, it's things that you dream of, really. I bet it's I bet you're buzzing. I'm buzzing for you. Do you know what? I think I'm probably more excited the fact that 
like to to hear and feel that atmosphere of Ricky Hatton walking out, it's something different. Like I've never, I've I've always seen it on TV, and I've had my coaches go to Vegas and stuff and see that crowd. But you're in Manchester, you're in his hometown. It's his combat fights, so you know there's gonna be a big buzz already about it. It's gonna be something special, and to be a part of that and to be a fighter on that show, it is something you know that is gonna gonna make me happy. It's something I'm gonna carry with me throughout my throughout my life now. Let's talk a little bit about your opponent, Ellison. Yeah. He's had 44 fights that he's lost during his career. Um, he yeah. lost his last one as well to someone called Reese Mould. When you were given that name, what was mm-hmm. your reaction? To be honest, my it was it came straight into my coach and Coach Waller just said, take it, fine. Mm-hmm. He's confident, you know. I think I'm at a stage in my career where I... I we would have liked this to be over six rounds, but as I've already said about the time, timing and stuff, we've had to agree at over four. Um, but he's he's a durable opponent. He is a tough opponent. Um, he doesn't really get stopped a lot. He, his probably record probably doesn't do him justice because he has won, a, I think he's won a Northern area title. So he can do the distances and regularly does six, eight, ten round fights. So he's a, a decent opponent and definitely from... Excluding the tournament, from the opponents that I've fought previously, he's definitely a, a step up of, I don't want to say journeyman, because I don't know using that word, but a step up in class, you know, a step up in journeyman level. Um, so, you know, it's going to hopefully bring something different out of me and, you know, bring another level out of me that I, I need to do in order to win. You know, um, if I don't perform and I don't turn up, there's a chance that he, he could probably nick the win and that's not going to happen, but there's always that, there's always that fear. And, and when you step up in that next level of opposition, you know, that's always a risk as well. Willing to take it though. Yeah, I mean, you have to climb the levels to get to where you where, where you want to be. There has been in the past criticism about your ability in climbing through the ranks. Some people have said, oh, you're going to struggle when it comes to level, levelling up. What's your response to those people? Just watch, just watch and see because, you know, yeah, you have to understand that I'm one of them that I haven't had like this whole massive amateur boxing career, and you know, in the boxing world itself, I probably haven't had the most amount of experience. Obviously, I've been sort of put on the pedestal now and put on this platform probably sooner than other people in my in, in my category have. But it, it it comes with territory. Like I, I'm gonna take the right fight. I'm gonna get the right experience. I'm gonna get the right round under my belt. And then we'll take the right fights when they come. You know, we are going to start picking up the rounds. We are going to start picking up the opposition. And then hopefully within 18 months, we'll be on those big fights. And I can prove, I don't need to prove anyone, anyone wrong, but I'll be showing them why I, I, am, I deserve to be where I am. Last fight out you were against, I'm probably going to really butcher this name, Anto Nakik. Nakik? Sorry? Yeah, you were against him. I'm you won. Say yeah, but yeah, it's okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. If we're in agreement, it's okay. So you yeah. won that fight, but there's always something to learn. I always say that to fighters: you can always learn yeah. from the wins. What is taken from that fight yourself? What kind of weaknesses did you see in your own performance that you want to put to bed in this performance against Ellison? Um, it's probably not in that that last fight because because that, that only went a couple of rounds, and the kid and I think that Anto just tried to. Try to come and make a fight of it, but it, it you know I ended up stopping it with a body shot. It's probably more from the, the greener fight, you know, where I made it tougher than 
I should have done. I know that. I'm my own worst critic. I walked out of that ring and went into changing room and I wasn't happy with that performance straight away. I know that wasn't me. My coaches know that wasn't me. Um, so we've made some changes this time around, you know, and I believe that I'm, I'm in a hundred percent in a better position than I was when I fought Greener. So I'm probably looking back to the Greener fight and looking to rectify those things where I was getting caught with silly shots, keeping my head in places when I should have kept it moving, getting dragged into a dogfight when I didn't need to. Um, so I, I won't be looking to have that sort of fight. I'll be looking to probably, hopefully showcase more of my boxing ability um, come Saturday night. And and that's that's the that's the probably the fight I'm looking back to try and rectify and, and showcase my actual skills now. And we speak about critics. And I asked you that question about what people have said and everyone's always yeah. going to have an opinion, but really it's down to you and what you think you can improve on and doing yourself proud when you're in there. Yeah, 100%. So I walked out of that and we're all like, my team is so honest. They all said it was, uh, you know, I, I won the fight. Don't get me wrong, I won the fight, but I didn't do what I needed to get done. So they, 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 they I had a nail fall from them. But I already knew what I needed to, to do. And I sat back and realised, you know, I need to make changes. You know, I was still working full time by that fight. And obviously, I could do it previous in my career. Obviously, now when you've got more media obligations, you've got a bigger expectation on yourself. Um, and, you know, and you're still trying to work. So I didn't have those other two things before. All I had to do was just train and fight. Now I've got to train, fight and do media which is all part of the game and work as well. It was just getting too much. And I've cut that out. I've given up work and given them boxing my everything now. And I think that's probably going to be the biggest difference on Saturday night is that I've actually, like, I'm dedicated to this now. And I think that will really show, you know, um, I am really like really looking forward to, to really showcasing what I've got to, to have and, and what, you know, what we've been working on as well, you know, right those wrongs. You've been working in the lab and you've been sparring Brad Foster, if I'm not mistaken. How's that experience been? What's he like to spar? Do you know what? I've known Brad since we were kids from the kickboxing days. We grew up together in the kickboxing world. My coaches turned him over professional um, and were, were coaching him in the early days of, of boxing as well as they were in kickboxing. So he's been part of the, the team and family for, for a long time. We've been sparring Brad for years, to be honest. Um so, yeah, it's always good. You know, a former British and Commonwealth champion in his own right. Yeah, fair enough, probably at Super Bantam, but he's 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 moving up in weight now, but he's a sharp kid. You know, he is sharp and, and that's the, they're the sorts of guys I want to get rounds in with because it's only going to bring, I'm only going to learn from it and I'm only going to become better from it as well. Absolutely. I mean, any other names that you've been sparring with that you could tell us about? I've been, I've been in with, yeah, I've been in with the likes of Raza Hamza, um, I've been in with Anthony Manning's. We've got a lad called Mikey Broughton. Um, these guys are all boxing regular as well. So they're all keeping themselves in, in good shape. So, you know, I, I'm getting my, getting getting the rounds and getting the work in where, where I need to as well. So, you know, it, sparring is as is, is, is much as important as the pad work and the fitness and everything else is getting the rounds in as well. And we've been getting a, a lot of rounds in this camp because I recognise that's what probably the bit that may be lacking. But yeah. But they're working. I get the sense that there's it's definitely the rounds that you want to pick up and build on sooner rather than later, yeah. is it? In terms of yeah. experience. Yeah, that's it. You know, 
I'm probably done with four rounders after this fight. You know, what we do just want to push on to six, uh, do it, have a few six rounds and push on to eight and slowly work work my way up. You know, I don't I don't want to just what I'll just do whatever my coaches say. Because <laughs> if <laughs> just I, do what trust, you're told. I, I, honestly, yeah, exactly. I fully trust everything that they say. So they're happy for me to have a few six rounders and build up rather than go six and then just jump into a ten rounder. They want me to build up, build up, build up, and then get the fights when it's ready, you know. Look, look, you know, when you're on such a, a big platform with Boxer and Sky that, you know, you do you do get, they do work with you and present those opportunities as as you need them to happen as well. So they do work with, work with us as, as much as we work with them, which is really good to see because it just means that they're not going to use me and spit me out on the other side when, when they're done with me. You speak about media obligations and I can't imagine how draining it is for fighters because as an interviewer, it's very tiring running around to all of you, thinking of questions for all of you. So I can only imagine how tiring that is for you guys. Yeah, yeah. But with boxer shows, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think they do sometimes, but they don't do the open media workout often. Obviously it's Wednesday, it's fight week. Do you think that that's something that they should be doing more of to help you? Um, potentially. So when I fought last in Cov on the Breakthrough Show, we did one there. We did one in Coventry City Centre. They've done one on the female show. I think it just it just depends. I think it it does help. Um, you know, it's it, it is what it is. Obviously, for me being in Coventry at the minute, I'd have to get up there a day earlier. So I'm probably a little bit blessed that I'm going to do one today. <laughs> but if there was one, I'd definitely be up there doing it. Um, we still have to go to the press conference tomorrow. So we've still got the weighing and stuff on Friday and, and that. So I think it, it does help. I think, you know, just promoting through social media, showcasing clips of fights or the build-up of fights previously, that probably does enough justice in the build-up to a fight as much as a media workout does as well. I think the workout, you know, as, as much as it's good, it's probably talking to the likes of yourselves and another uh, interview and stuff, which probably helped because the fans can see the work that's gone in and really see that that side of the of the fighter that they may not have seen before. Yeah, they can get to know you on a different level. Yeah, definitely. Something that Boxer did share earlier on today, I think, was your ring walk. And I've spoken to you about yeah. this before because, okay, the fans love you as a boxer, but they also love your ring walks. People talk about them. Can we expect a bit of pizzazz this Saturday? <laughs> pizzazz, I like that pizzazz. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've spoken to the guys. Uh, it's called, they're called Dullis, which, Dull, which is the, the Indian drum um, that they use. So the Dullis have prepared something special for the night. We've got a, a really traditional Indian Punjabi song, um, which, which, will, which will create a, a good atmosphere, you know. Anytime the drums come out, I guarantee you people are automatically attracted and, and looking and seeing what's going on and Obviously, that comes with pressure on myself in a way because I've got to make sure I perform. Can't go without the drums and then get knocked out in 30 seconds, can you? So, you know, <laughs> you can expect a bit of pizzazz on, on Saturday, for sure, for sure. It is something that you've obviously started quite early on in your career. You're going to have to have the drums there throughout the whole thing now. Yeah, they will. And I've got, do you know what? I've actually got some really good ideas and, and how we're going to change it up, switch it up, keep them involved, but have something different. When 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 we fought for tiles, I think then then I'll start changing it up and, and have the, the different ideas that I've got in my head. You know, it's gonna be what I wanna do is be able to showcase like 
our culture, my culture, on the on the platform, on 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 the TV. It's not really done in boxing. Um, you know, I'm one of a few seat boxers. I'm the only seat boxer on Sky Sports at the minute, um, and signed to boxer. I won't be the only one. I do want to get more more of, uh, of our kids pushed through and really onto these stages. And I just want to be able to showcase the world who we are as Punjabi Sikhs and. I believe I'm doing that and I'm going to continue to do that for as long as I'm on the platform. That's come with quite a big responsibility of being a role model for people and kind of being a catalyst. Is there any part of you that, okay, you want to open doors and you want to show people it's possible and you want to show your culture, but is there an element of, yeah. oh, that's quite a lot of work for me to do. That's quite a lot of pressure to be that person. Um, a little bit. Obviously, outside of camp, I will attend as many and as, as different sort of events, you know, that are going on at the local temple or at gyms and stuff, as much as I can. When I'm in training camp, that's it. You know, there, there's no left or right. There's no, if you can make the time to come up to the gym and see me when I'm training or after I'm training, then that's fine. But outside of that, I really do just step away from all that kind of stuff. As much as it probably sounds rude and arrogant, I can't forget about boxing. I can't forget about what got me in the position today. And at the end of the day, I'm still going in the ring and there's still a risk. We saw that, you know, the boxer from America um, or the show in America where the guy was induced into a coma. So these are the realities of boxing that we've still got to understand. So I can't forget about not putting the work in. So it does come with, I, I don't really see it as pressure, but it does come with that little bit of, you know, You've got to make sure that I'm, I'm doing doing the right things and carrying myself in in the right way. There has also been um, news in your kind of sponsor world. You've got a new sponsor, haven't you? Empire Fight Store. Do you want to give them a little cheeky shout out? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. So Empire. So luckily, I'm part of a team called Vote Boxing. Um, Dan and Joe did a fantastic job. They managed to get Empire Fight Store on board, um, which is great because I've been using their tape throughout my training camps for a while, and I've used them on fight nights. So to get them on board is absolutely fantastic. You know, I've got them guys and we've also got Mark Darcy, which is a suit. You're going to see, actually, we talk about Pizzazz, yeah? And we talk about on the, just watch when I turn up for the press conference tomorrow. Oh. And when, <laughs> when the team turns up to the fight on Saturday, we're all going to look dapper, we're all going to look smart because, you know, Mark Darcy, I'm a chief sponsor and they get behind me with all my suiting, suiting needs. How are you feeling going into the weigh-in, by the way? I haven't asked you that on Friday. How do I feel? Are you hungry? Probably a little bit hungry. A little bit <laughs> hungry. Everyone is. You know, everyone is. But do you know what? I've made the weight correctly. I'm still eating three, four meals a day. Um, and I will do up until the morning away and where, you know, where you do have just a little bit. But I make the weight comfortably, you know, um, and I do it professionally. So, yeah, I don't think a little bit of hunger is a bad thing, to be honest. Um, it gives you that little bit of edge. It gives you, it keeps your mind that little bit of, gives that little bit of needle, that little bit of go because you want to eat and that opponent's in your way to go and eat. It's quite an interesting way to look at it. <laughs> I think I'll just be like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Give me some food. <laughs> Give me food, yeah. Yeah. I am looking for, I am looking forward to that post-fight, post-fight meal, cheeky burger or something like that, you know. I was talking about it with one of the boxers, uh, Kane Baker, Uh he was, he was in the gym last night just just doing his workout and I was like, Kane, so I was warming up and I was like, Kane, what's the meal after the fight? What's your meal? We spent, I honestly spent about 15, 20 minutes talking about food. <laughs> I said, right, we're done now. We're done now. Like We've got to stop because both of us will kill ourselves. <laughs> what was his out of interest? 
His was, um, he didn't say, he just said like anything sweet, um, anything sweet, like a cookie pie or cookies or, so, you know, something along those sort of like those biscuity sort of types Harvey. of stuff. Uh, but then, but then he also said like, and I, and I agree with this as well, like after the fight, before the fight, we say, yeah, what eat this, what eat that. Come after the fight, all you want to do is just have some watermelon or have some fruit or, you know, you're not really bothered about it anymore because you've had the fight, you've had the win and that's it. Yeah, I was speaking to another boxer the other day, Stevie Levy, and she said that she has all these cravings. And as soon as the fight's over, she's not really bothered. It's just because you can't have it. That's why you want it. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Let's talk about the rest of the card. Obviously, you've spoken about Manchester as well and how you're really excited to to be there. Lots of fans from Coventry heading over? Uh, All over. So we've got fans coming from quite a bit from Coventry in the Midlands, but quite a few coming from London. Um, and and Manchester, and then up towards the, the Lake District side as well. So, yeah, all uh, a few times from all over. I know, I know, I know. And I know there'll be plenty of fans that have already bought tickets that'll be in there on on the night from Manchester. So yeah, it'd be so loud. Got, good, we want loud. We've got Fraser Clark versus another name. I'm not going to get right, but I'll try. Um, Soklowski. <laughs> now, last fight, yeah. Fraser. His opponent was not up to standard. Uh, boxing fans yeah. were annoyed. Fraser was extremely annoyed. You could tell in his fight, yeah. uh, post-fight interview, and Ben Shalom kind of had to had to apologise. Do you think this matchup is much better from Ben? Yeah, potentially. I've not seen much of uh, of this opponent, and I guess like the heavyweight division is so difficult because you've got such a golfing gap and ability from like like sort of like you say journeyman or lower down the levels and then you go up to British level and there's a big jump again to go up to world level. So it's hard to find guys in between, isn't there? So I think hopefully this guy gives Fraser a few rounds, but, you know, Fraser's a big man. He, he punches hard, doesn't he? So, you know, he, he, he hopefully he'll put a hole through this guy's head and, and carry on through. And I suppose I don't want to kind of <laughs> defend promoters here because their jobs are to make the best fight happen and 50-50 fights is all boxing fans want to see. But I suppose Fraser's new to the pro game, relatively, but exactly. he's exactly. an Olympian, so it's hard to place him. It is it is difficult. You can't just, like, I agree that you can't just throw him straight into 10-round 50-50 fights. He does need that professional experience, um, but he'll probably be, you know, a little bit more fast-track, where it might take someone else, you know, 10, 15, 20 fights. It might take him six or seven fights, you know, mm. before he's up to those sort of decent standard of levels. So he'll be fast-tracked. Obviously, we've got like, for example, Galau Yafai. He went straight into top-level opposition. Yeah. Probably different at the different weights, but, you know, it, it's, that's probably a, a different side of it. You know, it, you know, Fraser's probably still on a, on a decent fast-track. You still need those learning fights in the early stages of your career, definitely. What's your prediction for Tyler Denny versus Brad Rea? Oh, that is a really good fight. I don't know. <laughs> because Brad can punch and Brad can box, but Tyler brings this different style that, you know, it's sort of like an awkward south that comes forward and makes it rugged, rough and rugged. And probably, you know, he's done the distance a few times, as we know, um, and, and can do the pace as well throughout throughout the round. So I think, I don't know. I don't no, know. You're not going to call that one. I'm on. I'm on. I'm in the middle. I'm split down the middle on that one. 
We've also got a British super lightweight championship. Now, I've seen Dalton Smith in action a few times. He's extremely exciting to watch. And I really like the whole yeah. stable. And I really like Grant Smith as well. One of my favourite people yeah. in boxing. But I haven't <laughs> seen much of Benjamin. Um, what do you, how do you see that fight going? Um, it's a good fight. I think Casey's a good boxer, isn't he? So he's a good, cute boxer. He's, he's you know, he is technical. See, Dalton carries decent, well, really good power. And he's obviously really good background in you know amateur background so i think you know potentially dalton could 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 take the win over the 12 you know i think casey could it depends how casey comes out and if he establishes his boxing ability like he says he has in the interviews that i've seen previously um and uses his you know intelligence and and awkwardness in the ring then he could potentially nick nick the nick the fight over 12 rounds but i think you know Dalton's a, a a top lad and, and a really good boxer and yeah, packs a punch as well, doesn't he? Yeah, it's gonna be a, a challenging fight, but a good one for the fans to watch. I think it, hopefully, you know, I think that is gonna be a really I'm actually looking forward to that fight because it's a really interesting fight to watch because probably not loads of people have seen much about Casey and obviously everyone knows about Dalton and, and obviously experience and the fights that he's had previously. So I think um I think it could warm into quite a good British British scrap. Which is what we want, you know, what we want. Then also the main event, obviously a big unification fight. Jonas versus Declare. I've said that right. <laughs> I need to read up on these names, man. Oh, you need to, Honestly, yeah, you my pronunciations are not so great. Um, how do you see that fight going? I think T- Tasha takes it over 10. Yeah. Tasha looked, I was there for Tasha's last fight and she looked really good. She actually hurt her opponent a good few times last time out. So she does carry the power as now that she's moved up up, up the weight, um, I, I think she takes it over ten rounds, you know, um, and and becomes a becomes. It's, it's not the undisputed; it's the unified, isn't it? Yeah. She's trying to pick up another another bout. So, yeah, Tasha Jonas for me all, all the way. She did look really strong last time out. I remember watching that fight, and I was impressed yeah. by her how she her build. Yeah, because obviously you know she she always fought a like lightweight or super super lightweight, so. And now that she's jumped up to is it light light middle now, isn't it? So, um, so it, it, it's a big jump in weight that no one really does, but it's paid off for her. It it really has, you know. She she's carried the power, she's carried the size. She isn't getting bullied as you probably would expect moving up that much in weight. Um, you know, you'd expect the size to be a difference, but it hasn't, and and she's used her abilities well now, and yeah. Oh, I'm backing her to, to to bring back bring back the big win on Saturday. Let's not speak too soon because anything can happen in the ring. Of course, of as course. we all know. So as I just want to yeah. move on and get some opinions on some other things that are happening in the boxing world, mainly just fights that are coming up. So we've got Dillian White versus Jermaine Franklin Jr. The winner might potentially go on to fight AJ. What do you see happening there? Who would you rather see fight AJ? Uh, oh, Dillian White, of course. That's, it sounded obvious. Like... I asked that, it sounded obvious coming out of my mouth, but I had to ask it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just assume, can you? <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I think, you know, I think you want to see Dillian Watt. I've not seen much of this opponent either, so I don't know. He is undefeated, right? He's undefeated. I think this is his 22nd fight, or he's going into his 23rd, but he's never lost. And he's going for yeah, knockout. So, but the thing is, like, the thing is, it, it, you can build that sort of record in the heavyweight division, I believe. And you can, you know, 
and and I think we've seen it quite regular in, in America where they've liked AJ for um Charles Martin and he and his opponents were he was undefeated and then you look at some of the opponents he fought, they were like, mm, they're not they're not probably the best for that level and he's managed to get so this might be one of those opponents again. Um but he's undefeated, you don't know what he can bring. He might have this level in him that no one's ever seen before because he's never fought that level of opposition like Dillian White. So you never know, but I'm I'm backing a Dillian White win, you know, on that night. And hopefully that AJ fight happens next year because the first fight was like that was that was a proper a proper heavyweight war, and we want to see that again. Now that Dillian's matured, now that AJ's matured, probably in the stages of career are probably different. They're probably both at the similar stage of both of their careers if that fight happens next year. So probably a more interesting fight now as well. Jermaine Franklin Jr. is currently, it's his first time in the UK for a fight. He's training in Fury's camp in Morecambe. We've obviously okay. got Fury and Shasora happening as well. A lot of criticism yeah. has come about that fight. Is that a fight that you want to see? Uh, I mean, if you look at Chisora recently, like over the last few years, he's actually looked good in his fights. Like when he took Dillian, war, uh, Dillian White to war, he had obviously those two fights, obviously got stopped in one, but, you know, was doing really well in that fight. Um, he knocked out that that Polish lad and he's been stopping guys. Takam, for example, you know, Chisora's looked decent in his fights recently. So I think it's a decent, decent fight. I think what we probably want to see is then go at it like Tyson Fury could easily just jab and, and pick him up. We want to see a few rounds, don't we? But we want, yeah, we want to see a few rounds. But we want to see a few rounds of, of action and get down to it and get get stuck in. We want to see the round one. Both of them go out, ding ding, Rocky style, and start swinging. <laughs> and, and you know, because I think that's what people want to see. Everyone's talking about this fight. Oh, it's it's not really interesting. It's not what we want to see. It's not what we want, but. Make it into a fight and make it something people want to watch then. That's it. Job done. <laughs> a fight that I need to ask you about, and I'd probably get a slap on the wrist from fans if I didn't ask you about it, is Azeem versus Charlton. And I'm asking you that because yeah. obviously Azeem has called you out in interviews before. Has there mm-hmm. been any talk about that fight happening? Has Ben said to you, well, in this amount of time, we'll get you fighting him? No, I mean, that fight's been spoken about and said, oh, that, that'll be a big fight. But... I think you've got to, you've got to, people looking now are, like, are going to be comparing how I fought Charlton to how Azeem fights Charlton, um, which I guess it's f- fair to do that, but it's sort of a different type. Like, I fought Charlton in a tournament after he had two other fights. This is just a straight, what, I don't know how many rounds, 10 round fight. Um, so, you know, it's a different, different scenario. You know, me and Azim, everyone's talking about that, and a lot of people are talking about that. You know, he's on to ten round fights now. I'm just coming on to six, so you know that fight could happen and and probably would happen later down the line when it's when I'm ready for it and when, when I want to take it. I like that. Powers in your hands. 100%, from my perspective, 100%. I like that. You know, look at the end of the day, like people can can talk about fights and really build fights. That's fine. That's great. You know, that's keeping my name relevant as well, but. And it's my boxing career. This is my career. This is my professional career. So I want to do what I want. I need to get done to get where I want to and achieve what I want to achieve. You know, I want the British title. I want to go on to world title fights. That's what I do want. But I've got to get there in the right manner, in the right way, in the right time. 
as someone who has fought Charlton before, what holes did you notice that you think um, Azim should take advantage of? I think I think the the body work is probably um, the biggest thing. Is just I, I felt like my body work early on in 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 probably round one when I fought him probably paid off in in round three because I think that that sort of slowed him down a bit. Um, but Cholton's like relentless, so, so I think he'll bring a different side out of Azim that we probably haven't seen, and probably what you know Ben and and, and the promoters want to see is that they see another side and another level face of opponent that he hasn't seen before. So Cholton's tough, but I think the the body work, you know, you know, we know Azim's a, a, a good, he's a good puncher, isn't he? So you know, he's stopped people with body shots before. So I think that's that's what you know I would look to be doing again if if I ever fought Cholton again is look to work to the body and then bring him up later on in, in the fight. Would you ever want to rematch him? The fight ever came about and there was something decent on the line, then definitely, you know, um, Chol- Cholton's a, a good fighter and he always brings excitement. So it's always going to be a fan-friendly fight whenever he's around, isn't he? Well, you bring excitement too. And I'm very excited to see you on Saturday. I'm very excited for Thank those you. drums to come out as well. Yeah. And to see your shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so best of luck, Dylan, for Saturday. Thank and thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Legend. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.